0: that is www.worldovercomers.church podcast. Enjoy the message.
1: Amen. We all said together, amen. amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Pentecost power. If I could draw your attention to verse 40, where it says, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation and those who Who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. I've been in the church for most of my life and of course I'm familiar with Pentecost Sunday especially when I really became a part of Pentecostal churches. Most of the time when we talk about the day of Pentecost, when we talk about the Pentecost moment we don't even really talk about it historically beloved we don't talk about the feast of pentecost we don't talk about the fact that the original Pentecostal moment happened on Mount Sinai. We don't talk about the fact that actually Pentecost is connected to Passover, which is connected to the children of Israel getting out of Egypt, which is connected to them passing through the Red Sea, which is connected to them traveling through the wilderness and doing a trip in 50 days that should have took a couple to meet at Mount Sinai. We don't even talk about, beloved, the fact that actually the Ten Commandments were given around Pentecost. We don't talk about the Old Testament law foundation of Pentecost. We don't talk about that really Pentecost is a connection of the old and the new. It is a reflection of the old covenant and the new covenant. It is the coming together of Moses and the law and Jesus and the life of the spirit. We don't even talk about that at all, Pastor Al. It's not something we do. We just gloss over it. We don't delve into the truth that no matter how much spirit you got, you need some kind of biblical foundation. No matter how much Holy Ghost you have, we and I and I'm not trying to be critical of my Pentecostal brethren because I'm a part of it, but if we're not careful, we could become so enamored with the flow of the spirit that we miss the truth that without the foundation of the word, too much spirit can make you weird. Oh, don't anybody want to say amen on that one? Too much spirit can make you flaky. Too much spirit can make you a little bit off. You have to have without the spirit. Too much word can make you dry. Too much word can make you stuck. Too much word can make you boring. Too much word and too much principle and too much law will make you not like people. One of the problems that people have with Christians and Christianity today is we so put principles over people. We were so influenced to put the law and the word and principles over people. We didn't care about how people felt. We just cared about the principle and we used the word and principles to kill people. And there's always an overcorrection, so that now we're at a point in which we're in the ditch on the whole other side of the road, in which it doesn't really matter about the facts, it doesn't really matter about what the law says, it doesn't really matter about any kind of principles, it's only about how you feel, it's only about people. We so want to respect the feelings of people that we are willing to respect the feelings of people even in something that's ludicrous. Even if somebody feels something that our eyesight clearly tells us that that is not the case because we are coming out of a world in which we only believed in principle over people. Since we're coming out of that, we have now overcorrected to a whole nother world where if you feel like you're Chinese then we are gonna call you Chinese no matter what you look like if you feel like a leopard well as long as you feeling like a leopard doesn't hurt me why would I be bothered by the fact that you feel like a leopard I am going to totally respect you feeling like a leopard and you know what you can go down to the tattoo place and they'll make you look like a leopard and they'll sharpen your teeth like a leopard and you can call yourself leopardy Jones but no matter how how feeling like a leopard you are, go in the jungle in Africa and you will find out no matter how much you feel like a leopard, you is not a leopard. Oh, I need a witness in the building. I understand what the root of it is. The root of it is because, and this we have to be careful, believers. And this is not my point. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm off on a whole nother tangent. I'm going to get to it. But we have to be careful that we don't be so strong one way that there isn't an overcorrection in another way. And that's what happens. We go so To the right that now there's an overcorrection to the left. (laughs) And so now we have to respect your feelings in spite of what our eyes see. Too much law creates a world in which people are not loved and appreciated and honored and respected. Too much spirit, too much feelings if every time somebody says something to you all you do is focus on how you feel and focus on how it made you feel regardless of the truth beloved got you but you are going to be a weak flaky flighty somebody if the only way you attack truth is based on how you feel about it Like, I understand what you're saying, but it's just the way you said it, and you don't have to say it like that. no matter how I say it, if you're late, you're late. Why do I have to say you're late? Nice. Excuse me. Yeah, hi. I'm your supervisor. Hi. Now, we want to try to be on time. We have to be careful that we don't just raise a whole generation of people that have to be coddled to every little second, every little thing. Everybody got to get down on their knee and get down to your level and say and talk sweet to you over something that you ought to do. Now it's 9 p.m., okay? And you're four, all right? And you're going to go to bed, and you're going to brush your teeth. You think you can do that? Can you be mommy's big helper? Maybe you need to tell somebody, if you don't get your hips in that bed and lay your little behind down, you're going to wake up tomorrow from the coma I put you. If we are not careful, we are going to raise a generation of punks. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. I don't care how nice you need something said. At some point, somebody going to hurt your feelings. At some point, you're going to have to face the truth about you. If you black, you black. If you white, you white. If you short, you short. Just because you're 6'2", don't mean you have to point out my shortness. Nothing I can do will make you taller. And if you are 5'10", you better live. If you are a little 5'7", you better grab on to that and own it. I'm not even on my point. My point is, is, we talk a whole lot about the upper room. It's the main thing we talk about. It's the main thing we talk, the main thing we focus on in the, in the Pentecostal world. It's one of the things we have to be careful about. We have to be careful that we're not so focused on the small upper room moment of Pentecost that we miss. The other significant thing that happens on Pentecost Day, because yes, they're in the upper room, and the tongues of fire, and the mighty blushing wind, and that happens, no doubt about it, not trying to make it minimized or lessened, but... Something else happens on that day that is significant to Pentecost, significant to the infilling and the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Because the other thing that happens is there's a preaching moment in Pentecost. I'm going to talk about that a whole lot. But there's a preaching moment in in Pentecost. There's a plaza moment. There's a as a result of the Holy Ghost, as a result of the Spirit, as a result of the presence, thousands are drawn. I would contend, and I'm going to get some enemies as a result of saying this, but I would contend that most of us, especially colored folk who were taught Pentecost, were taught Pentecostal theology that kept us small. Most of us came out of small little Pentecostal, hot little Pentecostal, tiny little rooms because we thought that the point of Pentecost was just the upper room. And so we're trying to force everybody to have an upper room experience. But I would contend that there is an upper room experience and there is a 3000 added to their number in one day in the plaza experience. And I want to say, ain't nothing wrong with that. Peter is preaching in the plaza. And Peter says something. I got all excited off on my point. Peter says something that I'm going to say right now in this room and to the thousands that are watching around the world. It's a tough word. Peter says, he warns them, and he says to them, save yourselves From this corrupt generation. Save yourselves from this corrupt. Generation, bump somebody and tell them, save yourself, save yourself. Hit somebody, tell them, save yourself. If there's a seat next to you, tap that seat, say, save yourself. If you're watching around the world, bump your six-year-old, tell them, save yourself. Check yourself before you rickety wreck yourself. Have to touch your name. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. This is a word from the Holy Ghost we do not like to preach. This is a word from the Holy Ghost we do not like to hear. We only want a Jesus and a Holy Ghost that likes us exactly how we are. But I would contend on this Pentecost Sunday that if you really see God, You see yourself. Everybody wants to have an interaction with God. Everybody wants to hear a word from God. Everybody wants to see an angel. Everybody wants to either come to church and sense the presence of God or tune in and see God or hear God or feel his presence. Me too. But I just want you to know, if you've ever really been in the presence of God, it can shake you. You can't handle the presence of God if you're insecure because just about everybody who really sees God either get down on the floor or see an angel or is scared or ends up saying, well, it's me for I am undone or says, oh, my God, my eyes have seen the king. I'm scared I'm going to die because if you ever really see God, you'll see you. And if you are overly defensive about yourself, You ain't really seeing God. If you are overly sensitive about your generational perspective, you're not really seeing God. Peter says, hey, beloved, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Now, I know we come to God looking for God to save us. I know we come to a service and expect somebody to pull us out, and we expect the anointing to save us, and we expect somebody to grab us, and we expect love to lift us. But I'm not saying that's not the case, but on this particular Pentecost Sunday, Peter says, yeah, you're going to have to save yourself.
0: If you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and want to see Pastor Andy live, he and W.O.C.C. will be doing a pop-up worship service on July 3rd, 2022. The service will be at the Knight Theater in downtown Charlotte at 10 a.m. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast to save your seat, and we will see you there. At some point... As you mature,
1: self-preservation kicks in. It's a sign of maturity. If you are here and you have no sense of self-preservation, you are either uniquely crazy or you're brave, especially if you don't care about yourself for someone that's not your family. I was reading the article about the, the the mother at the shooting there in Texas, and she had to fight with the police to run into the school. The cops are outside waiting for the shooting to stop, I suppose. I don't know what they're doing. And a mama showed up and said, I don't know if you had a mama like, I had a mama like, My and the mama showed up and was like, y'all better get out my way, because if there's somebody in there shooting, they're not about to shoot my baby. I'm about to, I will catch bullets in my teeth if I have to, but I am going to go in there you are not going to keep me out because when it comes to your baby you have lost your sense of self-preservation oh i wish i had a witness in the building where, where the mama's at you'll rush into a burning building for your baby you will fight somebody crazy for your baby you scare the dogs but you will take on a pit bull for your baby you are you are afraid of lions but you will get into a cage with one for your baby So if your self-preservation is a natural sign of you maturing and if your self-preservation is not online, that's a sign of one of two things. You're crazy. You're crazy. You have been duped, whether it's as a result of something you've taken, eaten, or drunk, I'm being very serious right now. It is either as a result of something that you have imbibed or something that you have ingested because it is possible for you to ingest something and you don't care no more. I know it's Pentecost Sunday, but I need some of the party people to be like, oh no doubt about it, Pastor eh? You eat that and you don't care. You drink that and you don't care. You smoke that and you don't care. You do that, if I take that, it's just I, I don't care no more. If I take a hit of that and then I don't care and I'm not afraid and I'll try anything because I'm high. So it is possible for something that you ingest to rob you of your self-preservation from the corruption of your generation. We can all say amen because all of us have had to deal with it. When I was in high school, everybody's just drinking, and everybody's trying to go to the party, and everybody's trying to get everybody's trying to get a fake ID, and everybody's trying to spike the punch bowl, and everybody's just trying to get tore up. I got one amen in the back. Everybody trying to get tore up. Everybody trying to buy, you're trying to buy her a drink because if you buy her enough drinks, her inhibitions come down. I'll just turn on. Her inhibitions will come down and her self-preservation will be lowered and she might do something crazy like go somewhere with you and your crazy self. Move on Pastor Andy. You you missing you 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 got it all right. What I'm saying is is if your self preservation is not firing, it may be a sign that what you're ingesting is in is having a negative reaction to your self preservation. Could be alcohol. Could be sugar. Could be food. Pastor Andy got a colonoscopy this past week. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. I was asleep, though. I was asleep. They put me to sleep. They were like, would you like to be awake? I was like, no, knock me out, bruh. I want to be all the way. I want to come up. I want to wake up later and be like, what happened? That's what I want. Knock me out. My colonoscopy was overdue. You're supposed to get it at 50. Actually, now they've moved it to 45. Supposed to get that colonoscopy, gentlemen, black men, I know that we have a problem uh, with the colonoscopy because we have a problem uh, with something going somewhere uh, that we don't want it to go. I got you, me too, bruh. Let them put you to sleep. Nobody's telling you you got to sit there and talk to them. Yeah, so how's it going back there? Yeah. And so, You're turning to the left? I'd like to watch on the camera. No, you don't have to do that. Let them put you to sleep. Sorry, Elder Clark. Let them put you to sleep. Now, I won't tell you fully the results of my colonoscopy, but I will say that after my colonoscopy was done, the thing that's great about a colonoscopy, black men, is that not only is it a fact-finding mission, it's preventative. If they find polyps, they take them. I'm going to make everybody clap for that. They find them, they take them. So... It's something you want to do. Let them go on in there. Let him put you to sleep, bruh, and go on in there and get your colonoscopy. After mine was done, I won't tell you all the results of mine, but it's none of your business. But anyway, they then sat down with me afterwards and they proceeded to talk to me about some things they would like me to do better when it comes to my diet. One of the things they mentioned was red meat. And I don't know about you, but there's an anointing on a burger. I don't know if I can live without it. And now I'm worried. What has happened is that my burger love has robbed me of my self-preservation oh i'm gonna leave that one alone some of us we love cake so much we've lost our self-preservation we love soda so much we have lost our self-preservation we love food so much before we go cracking on everybody about their weed yeah yeah see i need to stop that weed you do need to stop that weed and you need to stop your peach cobbler that's what you need to stop i rebuke your peach cobbler demon that's what i bind. I call that Starbucks demon out of you. Come out, Starbucks. Your half a caffeinated decaf, half a caffeinated with two sprinkles of lime and two powders of sugar and a puff of cream. And, and I want soy in there, but I want regular whipped cream on the top. You, that is a spirit. That there ain't nothing saved about that. I call that out on Pentecost Sunday. Ooh, I feel the anointing. You have to be careful that substances don't rob you of self-preservation. Sitting there watching TikTok, and you're looking at every video, and if somebody pops up and says, can I tell you the five foods you're eating right now that's going to kill you, you say, nope, and you flash right on. I'm just, that was talking to me. Because I, I, what I'm saying to you is at some point, self-preservation, I'm stuck on this one verse. Self-preservation kicks in. And if it does not, it's a sign to you that something is wrong. Or you have dedicated yourself To a cause that is greater than you. I'm going to speak this right now over this entire room. You don't care. You're going to march for the silver. You don't care if they kill you. Dr. King said I may not make it to be there with you but I'm there with you. I have a dream and so as a result of your purpose, as a result of your mission, as a result of the call of God on your life, you know that there's a cost to it. You know that there's something that you are going to have to pay and though it slay you yet will you trust him? And you have dedicated yourself to something greater than yourself. That's brave. That's why we celebrated Memorial Day and Veterans Day. is because there were people that charged guns for a cause greater than themselves. Their self-preservation was lessened as a result of the cause. Peter here says, listen, I want you to save yourself from this corrupt generation. And the part of the way that I want you to do it is I want you to get God on board. When you get the spirit on you, what happens is power comes on you and you are enabled to do something that you would not do without that power. That when the Holy Ghost comes, when the Spirit comes, His anointing on you empowers you. And you are now able to do something that you couldn't do without it. And one of the things that's really amazing to me about this, and I'm just about done, hallelujah, one of the things that's incredible to me about this is that this is all the intended plan of God. There's two types of God that you can serve. You can serve a God that is only kept in the reactionary column in your life or... You can surrender your life to the intentionality of God because it may just be possible that God's intentionality will cause you to lessen your self-preservation so that you can do something great that will empower you for later. I'm gonna say that one more time. It may just be possible that when you get God involved and the presence of God involved, God's presence in the middle of it with you may empower you because He has a plan that is intentional. If all you ever do is keep God in a reactionary column on your asset page, then you are lessening his power in your life. If you can ever surrender to the intentional God, the God with a plan, the God with a purpose, the God who knows you, the God who knows what he's doing and why. If you can ever let that God in your life then he will empower you in a way you did not expect this past weekend was my daughter's Birthday! My daughter turned her age this past this past Friday, Uh, and and so we're there together, and we're at the at the lunch, and we're having burgers. Help us, Holy Ghost! Even though you know my my colonoscopy, but anyway, we having burgers. And then Rob said, "Well, let's go around the table and let's say a story about Kayla that we remembered." This was the story I remembered. I remember when Kayla was about two and a half years old. We were living in. Oklahoma, and I wanted her to learn how to swim, so I was taking to her a place where she could learn how to swim because I wanted her to be okay with something that was over her head. I wanted her to be okay. It wasn't just about swimming. It was also about I was trying to establish something on the inside of her that just because your feet don't hit the bottom does not mean that you ain't all right. I don't even know who I'm talking to this morning. Some of you, you are scratching for the bottom, and you don't understand. Just because your feet ain't on the bottom don't mean that you're not on your way to a blessed place. Just because it seems like you're in over your head don't mean that God don't have a plan for you. Oh, I just got to tell the story. And so I've been taking her to these swim lessons, and I've been taking her and taking her and taking her, and this is the one of the last days. We are coming down to the end, last day of the swim lessons, and I know... This last, he's about two and a half, almost three. And in this last day of the swim lessons, I know that they are going to make her jump in.
0: If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible.
1: Now at three, Her self-preservation has kicked in. If you've had a young child, you know they're pretty reckless till they get around two, two and a half, three years old. All of a sudden they start getting scared of stuff like the dark and and the water and that kind of stuff. Her self-preservation has kicked in, and I know that her jumping in is going to be something that's going to be hard for her. We're on our way. We're driving in the car. This is the thing I loved about Kayla, and I'm speaking it over her, and I'm speaking it over everybody in the sound of my voice and myself. Is on the ride there. Kayla already knows she's going to have to jump in. Kayla already knows she's afraid to jump in. And in the car, I said to her, you're going to jump in today, aren't you? And she said, I sure am. I'm going to jump in there, Daddy. When I get to that pool, I'm not going to be afraid, scared half to death. She said, I am not going to be afraid. I'm going to get to that edge and I'm going to jump in that water and I'm going to be swimming and swimming, right? I said, that's what you're going to do. See, if you are going to overcome whatever it is that has you shook right now, you better talk some good stuff to yourself, even if you're lying. Even if you lie. Even if you're scared. You better get a good confession in your mouth. agreed with her I said you sure are because every other lesson I've just been sitting on the sideline but they want me in the pool and I didn't bring my swim trunks just to be cute if I'm going to take my clothes off and expose this belly oh hallelujah and get in this water you jumping in She said don't you worry daddy I'm gonna jump in I'm not gonna be scared I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna swim to you even though I might be scared right now but I'm not gonna be scared when I get there you watch daddy I'm gonna jump in there I mean I don't know what I'm gonna do right now and I want you to pull over and let me out this car but when we get there to the pool I'm telling you I'm gonna jump in we get to the pool I, they're doing their little stuff, They're little kicking in the noodles and their little paddling, and now we at the end, it's time for you to jump in, this is one of the last lessons, and you are going to jump in, no noodle, jump in, go under the water, come up, swim to your parent, parents, get in the water, I get in the water, everybody jumps in, Kayla, Only black girl in the class, by the way. Kayla jumps in. Everybody else jumps in. Here's Kayla last, looking to jump in. Her self-preservation has totally kicked in. I'm in the water, and I'm saying, come on, Kayla, come on. And she's like, I'm coming, Daddy. Don't you worry. I am coming. I'm going to jump into this water. I'm like, well, then you better come on and jump in. She says, oh, I'm going to jump in. Don't you worry. (laughs) I said, Kayla, what you waiting for? She said, I'm going to jump in. You watch. Watch. I might be scared right now, but I'm going to jump in. I, I'm not scared, Daddy. I'm like, you are looking scared to me. <laughs> Took a little while. Took about 30 seconds, 40 seconds. I'm in the pool. I'm starting to get cold and I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed because I'm standing Just because the water is over your head does not mean it is over my head. Oh my goodness, I don't know who I'm talking to on Pentecost Sunday. Just because it's too deep for you don't mean it's too deep for God. Just because it's too deep for you does not mean God is shook. And at one point I looked at her and I said, jump in because do you really think that I'm going to let something happen to me? Do you really think that I'm going to let you drown with me standing here in this pool? Girl, I am here for you. And at some point, her fear started to make me angry. My Lord, I pray that our fear, I pray that when we hand this oil out, that we will walk by faith and not by sight. And that we will not allow our self-preservation and our fear to make you mad. Because what happened is she reached a critical point in which she had to deal with her fear of the water and versus her fear of me. I don't know if there's anybody in this room like me where God will put you in a situation where you really don't have no choice but to jump into what he has for you. I speak that over right now. He, he is not giving you a choice. He has backed you in a corner, and you either jump in or you get in trouble with him. I looked at her. I said, Kayla. This is taking too long. Jump. Beloved, for many of us, this is taking entirely too long. You have taken entirely too long to start your own business. You have taken entirely too long to start forgiving. You have taken entirely too long to start dating again. You have taken entirely too long, and it's time to jump in. I said, Kayla, jump. She closed her eyes. She jumped. She went in. She came up. She started kicking. She kicked to me. I picked her up. She said, Daddy, I did it. I told you I would do it. Beloved, I want you to look at God and say, Daddy, I did it. I told you I would do it. Daddy, I did it, I told you that I was going to own my own thing. Daddy, I did it, I told you I was going to have my own house. Daddy, I did it, I told you that I was going to walk by faith and not by sight. I need a shout in this room right now. I need a praise on somebody's lips. I want you to be able to say, God, I told you. Lord, I told you I was going to forgive. God, I told you that I would never forgive you. Lord, I, I told you I would not forget what you did. God, I told you. What happened in that, sit down, sit down. What happened in that moment is power fell. My point of this passage, and I'm not even gonna get to the rest of my my sermon, but the point of that passage is, she said to me, I did it, I did it. Daddy, I did it. I told you I would do it, and I did it. And I thought to myself, of course you did it, because this was my plan for you all along. Why do you think I signed you up for swim lessons? Why do you think I paid this money? Why do you think I've brought you here every week? Why do you think that I did this? You are doing it because I intended for you to gain something that you would not have gotten if I had not taken you through something scary. I would like to contend for something for your consideration, and that is that what you just came through, God is going to use that for your good. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. All things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. I don't know what the devil tried to do. I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what you've been through but I came here today to tell you by faith that the worst for you is over and the best is yet to come. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. I don't know what the devil tried to say. I don't know what kind of death came to your door. I don't know what has happened. In your life but I came to declare by faith that the worst is behind you and the best is yet to come and you're on your way to another level and what God wants you to have on Pentecost day is power to save yourself to save yourself I speak that speak that over every screen power to save yourself because beloved I told this cute story but the truth of the matter is that after this Kayla at three was never afraid of the water ever again whether I was there or not as a matter of fact I had to watch her if I wasn't in the water, because once you learn how to overcome your fear and kick your feet and move your hands and trust your God and save yourself for the rest of your life, won't nothing ever be able to blow you over? From now on, and not by sight. From now on, no matter what mountain is in front of you, you will rebuke that mountain because you learned how to save yourself I'm going to have the elders to come. Let's pray. Pastor Al, let's pray over this oil. I want everybody to sit down. Sit down. I know folk are standing, but I want to make sure everybody gets a bottle of oil. I wanted to lay hands on you I wanted to pray for you I wanted to to put some anointing on you I wanted to pray for you but the Lord has changed my hope when the doctor and the lawyers called me I changed my whole sermon today Holy Spirit has changed the whole thing and the Lord's told me what well, past this was he said son I want you to stop thinking you the way that the people gonna get saved that what what is going to happen is you are going to be empowered with the Holy Spirit and then as a result of the anointing of God and your faith you're going to save yourself because we can't pray for your child like you can oh I wish I had a witness in the building we cannot pray for your teenager like you can We cannot pray for your money like you can. We don't know the intricacies of your job. We don't know what you've been through. We don't know what you're coming out of. We can try, but only you know what you really need God to do for you. But that's okay. You're in over your head, but the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. And you're going to save yourself. Get real close. Come on, beloved. Gather cl- closer. Just put your hand on, on some of this oil. And there's some over there. And there's some here. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. I want everybody who's a believer, point your hand right now and come to agreement with us over this oil. God, let your power fall when your name is called. Lord, thank you for every one of these elders. Thank you for Pastor Al, Pastor Tony, Pastor Tyrus, Pastor Freda, and all of the elders that are here. And all of the... Come on, Elder Paul, come pray. And, and all of the... And we pray right now, God... For for this oil we rebuke the devil in the name of jesus it's pentecost sunday and lord we wanted to anoint all your people but because of covid lord we're gonna be careful but that's all right you're still god and from generation to generation you're god and folk in the room are going to get this anointed oil and folk watching around the world are going to get this anointed oil now god we pray that your holy spirit would rest on us spirit of the living god fall fresh On us. Power. Power. You said that it's not for us to know the dates of times that you set by your own authority. But we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And we will be your witnesses. Your plan for the world is us. Your plan for the community is us. And so, God, right now, we anoint the oil, we pray for the oil, and we're believing that it will be a point of contact of our faith and that we will save ourselves from this corrupt generation. We will save ourselves from the foolishness of the current thought. We will save ourselves from the foolishness of our own people, our own time. Give us eternal wisdom. Rest on us like never before. In Jesus name. I want you to put your hands together and praise God for this prayer that we did over this oil. Right. Now, while you're seated, while you're seated, we're going to go and we're going to start. We're going to hand this oil out. We're going to take it and we're going to give you a bottle of oil. When you get a bottle of oil, I want you to stand. Don't leave. I want you to stand when you get this oil. We're going to go out here. We're going to give you a bottle of oil. I'll know you have a bottle of oil because you are standing with that oil. I want you to put the oil in whichever your hand is strong. So if you're right-handed, put it in your right hand. If you're left-handed, put it in your left hand. Put the oil in your hand of your strength when you get it and stand on your feet. We're going to pass this oil down to you. And when you get the oil, put it in your hand of strength and stand to your feet. Get this oil, put it in your hand of strength and stand to your feet. Where's Josh? Tell Josh to come sing something old school. Or Tam, she's still here. She still work for me. <laughs> Two more weeks. Somebody get Johnny a bike. No, we're trying to feel the anointing. it reaches it reaches to the highest mountain it flows to the lowest valley come give Tony
0: a mic it reaches to the highest mountain
1: come on can you sing that
0: with us Whoa
1: everybody have oil? Does everybody have oil? I want to make sure everybody has oil. If we run out of oil, that'd be almost amazing. If we have everybody have oil. All right. I want you to put it in if you, if you don't put, put your hand. If you don't have oil, raise your hand. Everybody got oil? Everybody got oil? Everybody got oil? Okay. I want you to put it in your hand to strength. Somebody all the way in the back it, that, that may not have oil. I want you to put it in your hand to your strength. Okay. I want you to hold it to your chest. Don't hold it up high. I want you to hold it to your chest. In your hand of your strength, in your hand of strength, in your hand of strength, hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads, God. Right now, man. You know what? That's a great thing. If you are with your spouse or with your family or somebody with you, I want you to go ahead and get close to them and y'all touch together. If you're here with your somebody with your, way, if you by yourself, hold that thing to yourself, dude. If you by yourself, girl, hold it to yourself. But that's all right. But if you if your family's around you, your husband, your wife, your kids, then look, grab your oil together and let's believe God together and let's ask the Holy Spirit to come on us like never before through this point of contact. And if you're watching live around the world, all you have to do is just text OIL to 474747. We will send you oil, but let's pray right now. God, we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you that you said we're two or three of us that gather together in your name. You're in the midst of us. Thank you that no weapon formed against us can prosper. Thank you that your hand is on us for good. Thank you that we can simply believe as a point of contact of our faith that your anointing rests on us. Thank you that you said that the one that is least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Thank you for this day of Pentecost. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And God we're asking your spirit fall fall on us like never before fall on this room fall on these families fall on these individuals fall on these men and these women fall we've prayed over this oil now god we pray over your people We pray for people who are around the world who went and grabbed some oil. And God, we're believing right now for a point of faith. And we believe. We believe that you're able. We believe that you have power. We believe that you are intentional. We are believing for an intentional move of your spirit. God, right now, as we anoint. Everything as we anoint each other, as we anoint ourselves, as we anoint our doorposts, as we anoint our babies, as we anoint our stuff, our things. God, as we believe, move, move like never before, prove every doubt or wrong. Prove every faithless, atheistic, agnostic spirit wrong. Lord, intervene on our behalf. God, put favor on your people. God, put healing on your people. God, do a miracle. Work a miracle! Consider their threats against your people. And now stretch forth your hands to heal and perform miraculous signs in the name of your holy son, Jesus. Take this oil and God let it represent your spirit on us. May something change as a result of the anointing. Let something happen as a result of the anointing. Break the yoke as a result of the anointing. Stuff that looks too late, God, revive it. Stuff that looks dead, God, bring it back to life. Lord, stuff that looks lost, might it be found. God, stuff that looks hopeless, God, revive us again. We believe that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. And we praise you now for what you're going to do as we hold this oil in our hand of strength. God, we're believing that our strength will come from the anointing. Strengthened by the mighty power of heaven, we will conquer, make us overcomers. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Now I want you to clap your hands and give God praise in advance for what you know he's going to do. I know you got a bottle of oil in your hand, but can you clap your hands and give God praise? No, I say can you clap your hands and give God praise for what you know he's about to do? Can you be seated in the name of the Lord? Can we give? Let's give. Really quickly, and we're a little bit over time, but it's awesome. Let's give to the work of the kingdom of God. We're going to pop that QR code up there, and you give as unto the Lord. And And this is our second offering, our building fund offering, Victory Park. We're on our way there, and uh, we are on schedule, beloved, to breaking ground. Yes, we are. We're on schedule. We just had—we're having meetings every single week with the construction company at this point, and uh, we are on schedule and uh, our plan is to break ground. They're saying it's gonna take about a year and we are on our way out of here. And so you can take a picture of that QR code if you're watching around the world. If you've made a pledge, we want you to give on that pledge. And, uh, and we are on our way. And, uh, and so let's do it. We are, we are our, our lease in this space is up in a little bit more than a year. September of 2023 is when our lease is up. I want us to be up out of here. Hallelujah. And uh, and that is our plan. And so we need you to be faithful and give. If you're in the room with us, as a result of your gratitude to God and as a seed you sow, above your tithes, and, and your, above your tithes is your offering. And so we're giving to the work of the kingdom of God. You're watching around the world so into the kingdom and believe God for a miracle. I'm believing for look at God moments in your life. I need a witness in the building. I'm believing for look at God moments in your life. I've gotten some DMs and some messages from people of, look at God. Last Sunday, we said, look at God. I got a testimony from somebody that, that you know, the, the, the most recent uh, student loan cancellation knocked out their daughter's student loan. So I'm just, I'm just believing God for look at God moments in your life. I'm looking for God to do things that you can't explain. Amen. I'm asking God to bless you supernaturally and to overwhelm you with wealth. So that you can be rich and generous on every occasion. I'm not asking God to make you rich just for you to be rich. I'm asking God to bless you supernaturally, exponentially. So that you can be generous in giving to the work of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give to the work of the kingdom. God, I want to thank you for this moment that we have to give. This $20, $20, this $30, this $50, this what we're giving above and beyond our ties. God, I'm even asking that you would inspire some of us in our self-preservation to get God. Your anointing would rest on us and that we would jump in the pool and that we would believe that we can tithe. We would believe that we can give. God, make us mature. Fill us full of yourself. Take this offering and multiply it supernaturally to the upbuilding of your kingdom and be God in our situation and we'll praise you. Put power on us. Power to create wealth power to give. Oh, God, bless us in our endeavor. This vision that we have, God, lead us and guide us into truth. And we'll praise you for what you do. And God, we're asking you to supernaturally multiply this gift. Lord, may we have it and barely need it. Oh, God. May we have it and barely even need it. Favor on us. From the front to the back, the least to the greatest. Favor on us in jesus name we all sit together amen god bless you as you give hallelujah praise the lord and uh, so glad you were with us in service today and and uh so glad you tuned in with us live around the world and if you want some oil you just have to text oil to 474747 we will figure out how to get you one of these little vials of oil that we have prayed over and beloved i really do want you to anoint some stuff today amen if you're watching live around the world and you're like, oh, well, I didn't get any oil. I want to anoint something today. Go grab some oil. Go grab some Crisco if you have to. Some olive oil will be amazing. But whatever you got, go anoint. Anoint your doorposts. Anoint your children. Anoint your car. Anoint your eyes so that you'll see. Anoint your ears so that you'll hear. Anoint your hands. I'm praying that whatever you put your hand to do will prosper oh hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah that's my belief for you that you will begin to anoint some stuff and have confidence in your prayer life that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and that you'll walk by faith and not by sight anybody hear a word from the lord this morning was good for us to be here together so awesome for us to come together Amen. All right, we stand to your feet. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. What an awesome Sunday. What a Pentecost Sunday. What a moment for us to come together and pray and trust and believe and to anoint. Thank you, Lord God, for the anointing that's on the high priest, the anointing that's on the prophet. God, I pray that that anointing will touch everyone under the sound of my voice, for every gift and giver, for every faithful believer, for every person that's just watching. God, I pray that the anointing would be so great that it would spill over even onto people who seemingly don't deserve it. Because God, if it had not been for your grace, where would any of us be? We ask you to dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Cover us with your blood. And Lord, be with us and in us and work through us that to do your good purpose. And as we always pray, bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people. Favor on your people. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. God, you're our rock. You're our redeemer. We love you. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
0: Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on W.O.C.C and events that are coming up maybe we are coming to your area soon god bless